Hello, Pennington AG Church and online listeners. My name is Danny Balala, and you are listening to the Pennington AG Devotional Podcast. We are well into spring, and praise be to Jesus, I am here for the warmth, sunny days. Hallelujah. For the next few minutes, I wanted to share with you some thoughts on a scripture passage that has been a recurring focus in my studies, in my quiet times, and even in my silent moments that I have with Jesus. In Philippians 2, we find an imprisoned Paul writing to, you guessed it, the Philippians, in a very optimistic and joyful manner, despite being in prison. The book has been called the Book of Joy for how often it's referenced. After discussing his condition in prison and how he still remains optimistically focused on the mission of the gospel, he then expresses the desire he has for the church in Philippi. His desire is for the church to be united, of one mind, one spirit, that in doing so, it would complete this joy that he has been going on about. The key to accomplishing this, Paul says in verses 2, 3, and 4, is to do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourselves. Let each of you look not only to his own interests, but also to the interests of others. The question I sit on over and over when reading this part of the scripture is this. What does this look like in action? Does it mean to be mindful of others' needs and interests? Is it enough that we just talk about others' interests or key in our listening and reading towards those topics? Or does it mean more? The book of James certainly challenges that line of interpretation when it says in verse 122, be doers of the word and not hearers only. In verses 2.14, James goes on to rebuke anyone who would see someone in need and simply say, go in peace, be warmed and filled, without seeing to it that they actually be clothed and fed. Jumping back to Paul in Philippians 2, he not only agrees with James, but goes on to clearly demonstrate how Jesus' mission here on earth was the embodiment of humbly seeking unity through action. Reading from Philippians 2.5-11, Have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who, though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself by taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men. And being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Therefore, God has highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name that is above every name, So that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. That was quite a bit, so let's break this down. Jesus, who is triune with God, meaning he can't actually be anything more than God because he already is God, he sees a problem. There is disunity between God and his people, his creation whom he loves and longs to be reunited with out of love. Recognizing this brokenness and that we cannot attain perfect unity on our own, Jesus sets aside life as God to come and resolve the brokenness. He steps down so we could be lifted up. He enters into the opposite of paradise, which he has every right to remain in, to give us the chance to meet him in it. In other words, Jesus sacrificed greatly for the sake of unity. 
This is beautiful news for us individually and is the crux of the gift of salvation to us all. And yet, Paul reminds us that is also a demonstration, the divine example of what true humility looks like in the presence of brokenness, disunity, and injustice. That in spite of whatever standing, position, and power we may have, it is worth giving up its privileges and rights for the sake of others, so that we may enjoy oneness, unity, yes, and life together. This letter, and in particular, this portion of it, was written to the church in Philippi. It is not written to any one individual, nor is it addressed only to those in authority, office, or power. It is addressed to anyone who professes to believe in Jesus Christ for the sake of unity and testimony in Christ's church, aka us. While it is plain as day to see Jesus' humbling from the position of being God, which should be beyond mind-blowing in and of itself, his humbling challenges us to do the same from whatever position we find ourselves in. If Jesus examined his position in the natural and broken order of the world, examined human's position in that same order, and then humbled himself in light of the truths found in it, then that is the formation Paul is calling us to follow. Humbling ourselves requires taking an honest look at where we find ourselves in this broken world and recognizing our own need of a savior. But it also means seeing and listening to how others find themselves in it and then recognizing what it looks like to restore unity through action. And so I want to invite you into a time and space with Jesus. Feel free to pause whenever you need to, get yourself comfortable, and even spend time asking the Lord to make his presence known and felt as you enter into conversation with him. First, ask Jesus to help you recognize the gifts, talents, positions, privileges, and rights you have. Second, ask Jesus to reveal the communities he wants us to see at this moment, whether we are a part of them or not. If any come to mind, ask him why. Why these communities in particular? And if it seems unclear, consider an invitation to go find out. Lastly, ask Jesus how he would like for you to be part of his plan for unity so that the world can see more of his kingdom come and more of his will be done on earth just as it is in heaven. I pray that this message would encourage you and deepen your heart and love for the Lord. May God bless you today, and may the peace of Jesus rest on you this week.